0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito laysnacketespnationcom to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Thiefstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. I'm back stateside, excited to be back looking at my new Memphis Grizzlies City Edition uniform that just came in from the mail while I was gone. Looking forward to talking some Memphis Grizzly basketball and get right back into the bets. So thank you again to Matthew Gill. He stepped up three episodes That I was gone on my honeymoon and then wedding before that. He did a great job, killed it. He kind of gave you guys a fresh perspective on betting, gave you guys some same game parlays, which I thought was very interesting of him to add that. So thank you again to Matthew. Make sure to follow him at Matt H Gill on Twitter um, and support him as well. So thank you, Matthew, if you're listening for stepping up and filling in when I was gone. So Looking at my time away, I don't want to break it down too much. We obviously had the two games, and honestly, I didn't watch the games. I was in Jamaica on my honeymoon, so was not able to watch. I watched a little bit of the Nets game towards the end, but that was about it. So uh saw the Grizzlies beat the Thunder, and then we saw them lose to the Nets. John Morant missed the Nets game. Desmond Bain missed both, so... Saw different iterations of the Grizzlies. Obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. played in that Oklahoma City game, didn't play in the Nets game. Nets game ended up being the Dylan Brooks show, which I think we all could have predicted he shot 30 shots on the night uh, to get his 30 points. So those were the two games that went on while I was gone. Obviously, I stepped in in between for the Pelicans game, which did not go as planned. Um, Unfortunate there. And then looking at the... Play of the game series. We're now sitting at twelve and five on the year. I gave those out while I was on the on the honeymoon via Twitter. So last game we did hit, which was Dylan Books over two and a half threes. He left it late, but we did hit that. So twelve and five on the year on the play of the game series. And for that Nets game, just a quick recap: Nets covered the minus seven and a half spread relatively easily, and then the over two twenty three point five hit as well which was nice considering all the players out for the Grizzlies. Um, Ben Simmons having the best game in the last three years of his career pretty much helped out with that. He had over 20 points, um, a double-double. So is what it is with the Grizzlies right now. I mean, it's kind of treading water until they get healthy. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. back tonight will help a lot. We'll talk about that in a second playing against the Sacramento Kings, which are the hottest team in the NBA right now. They have the longest active win streak in the league, currently at six wins. So you've got to take that into account. This isn't the same Sacramento Kings team that we saw the Grizzlies play last month. It also is not the same Grizzlies team we saw play last month with all the injuries. So a lot to break down in this game. And again, the Grizzlies, I think at this point, are really just trying to tread water until they can get everyone back and healthy. And that should be relatively soon. The Western Conference is also so tight right now that it's really hard to, you know, you just got to tread water. Um, You drop a game or two here or there, it's really not going to affect everything. We still have the Jazz sitting in first place in the West. Grizzlies were as high as second before that Nets game, and now they're all the way down to seventh. So you have every team within the first 10 spots within two games of each other. So a lot of movement going on. You know, the Grizzlies can still... He still here, one here or there. Sorry. Um, I think they'll be in a good spot. Be happy with where they are. But with everything being said, like I said, we have the Kings in town tonight in Memphis currently sitting at minus one. So Grizzlies are a dog at home and the over under is currently at 234.5. So honestly, looking at this game, it feels like a trap game. It feels strange that I know that obviously FedEx form is a very difficult place to play. I know that historically Memphis is a good team at home. With all that being said, the Kings are the hottest team in the NBA right now. Grizzlies are injury-ridden. I know Jaron Jackson Jr. will be back, but I don't get why. I guess the home factor is the reason why this spread is not three and a half, four, 4 which is where I personally would think it would be at. For those reasons and with this Kings winning streak, they have covered as well in five of their last six games. The only game they didn't cover in this six-game winning streak was last game against the Pistons. The line was ten and a half, and they won by like nine. So, they're covering spreads as well as winning games. They're currently the best team in the NBA against the spread. I believe it's eleven and four on the year. I want to say so far for the Kings. So, Kings are trending in the right direction, um, no doubt about that. Only yes, eleven and four against the spread so far this season for the Kings, on top of their nine and six record. On the year. So, Kings are trending in the right direction. I minus one, I like them. Unfortunately, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. helps the Grizzlies, but Grizzlies don't have a good defense, and we'll talk about that in the over under. The Kings have one of the best offenses in the NBA in general, but especially on this win streak. They're just blowing teams out um, on the scoreboard. So, I like the Kings minus one a lot here. Unfortunately, I think that you can still watch the game as a Grizzly fan and take positives out of it whether it's Jaron Jackson Jr continuing to get get himself back into uh, you know game shape, you know Dylan Brooks kind of finding this role that he has to play what you know it's it's he's doing a good job at navigating when he's asked to take 30 shots a game and when he's not. So and then you know the con charge of the world is Brandon Clark. Guys like that there's still positives to take out of this right now with the way that the Grizzly season's going. But All that being said, I do really like the Kings minus one here. I think the Kings should win by five plus points in this game. So if it was at four and a half, five, I'd be kind of looking differently at this. But at minus one, I really do like the Kings, who are also on top of being the hottest team in the NBA, maybe the healthiest team in the NBA right now, which has a lot to do with that winning streak. Their injury report tonight is fully clear. No players on it. And then on the other side, obviously Grizzlies, No John Morant still. No Desmond Bain. No Zire Williams on top of all the other guys around the edges that are still hurt. So I like Kings minus one there. Um, Over under currently is currently sitting at 234.5. Kings have gone over in five of their last six games. The only game they didn't go over, they pushed. And the form is only averaging 225.3 points per game so far this season. So the Kings don't have a great defense, But they have scored no less than 120 points, as I said before, in the win streak. They dropped 153 points on the Nets the other night. The Grizzlies scored 115 on the Nets um, when we saw the Grizzlies play. I like the over here because I think the Kings will score 125 at minimum tonight just with the way that their offense is functioning and the Grizzlies' defense is still not great. Jaron Jackson Jr. does help, but just all around, I do expect the Kings to be able to basically score the ball at will which leads me right into my play of the game, which is the first time I've ever had a team total as my play of the game. It's Kings team total over 117.5 points. So we saw the Kings score only 110 against the Grizzlies in Sacramento last time they played, but I keep saying, and anyone in in the NBA you know space right now is saying that you can't compare the Kings from the beginning of the season to the Kings of now. It's just a completely different team. Haven't scored less than 120 points in their, their six-game win streak so far. Um, They scored, I believe it was 130 plus in their, they had scored 139 in their last game, which was against the Pistons, or sorry, 137 in their last game against the Pistons, to be fair, but still 137, 130 against the Spurs, 153 against the Nets, 122 against the Warriors The last four, so this team's just scoring the ball at a very efficient, very high rate right now. So for that I like the over 117.5 and again the fact that the Grizzlies don't have a good defense. So Grizzlies along the statistic to back the fact they don't have a good defense. Their opponents are scoring 114 points per game so far this season, which is sitting at 17th in the NBA. So I think the Kings have a very good well-balanced offense whether it's from their you know their their front court in Sabonis, Barnes and Keegan Murray or their back court in Herder and Deer and Fox. So I like the Kings team total over 117 as my play of the game for the night. Looking at some player props, Jaron Jackson Jr. over 16 and a half points. He looked great against the Thunder, had 25 points. Obviously, the first game, I think, was a bit of a anomaly just because he was just getting back. So I would take that game against the Thunder as more of an indication of what we'll see from Jaron Jackson Jr. And in that game, John Morant did play. So you have Jaron Jackson Jr., no John Morant. Hopefully, Jaron can take... Take some of those shots away from uh Dylan Brooks. So Dylan will be taking thirty shots tonight, we hope. But Jaron Jackson Jr. over sixteen and a half. I think physically he should be able to dominate Sabonis or whoever or if Adams is occupying Sabonis, um Keegan Murray, whoever else is playing that four spot for the Kings, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. should be able to have his way, his ability to stretch the floor, but also go down low if he needs to. So I like Jaron Jackson Jr. over 16 and a half. He averaged 19.7 in the three games he played against the Kings last season. And again, no John Morant, just opens the scoring capacity for Jaron to get early looks, to get looks, to kind of get himself back into form when John Desmond do come back in the near future. With Jaron Jackson Jr. over 16 and a half points, I do like the over one and a half threes. He's averaging six and a half game per, a game this season so far. Granted, only... Two games, but that's on pace for the most in a season since the 1920 year for Jaron Jackson Jr. He hit three last game on six attempts. Seems to be getting back in rhythm, so I like him to knock down two tonight, especially at home with the home crowd. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. over one and a half threes a lot. Looking next at Steven Adams, his over rebounds currently is nine and a half, which it's been throughout the season, but it's at plus money right now at plus one oh five on DraftKings. Averaging 10.6 uh, rebounds per game this season. Had 10 last game. Um, the main issue here is going to be foul trouble with Steven Adams, as it's been recently. If he gets into foul trouble early, sits. Um, and then we get a lot of Brandon, Brandon Clark minutes and um, Brandon Clark rebounds in the game. That could hurt it. But he had 11 last game against the Kings. I think he's consciously been a lot better when it comes to fouling in the last couple games. So I like Steven Adams a lot over 9.5 boards, especially with plus money there. I think regardless, that's great value that you're going to get from Steven Adams over boards to have plus money at under 10 boards or at, at a line that is under 10 because I think you'll see that line towards the end of the season go back up to around 10 and a half 11 per game. So you're getting 9.5 plus money. I would take that for sure at Steven Adams over 9.5 boards. Looking at some Kings uh, King player for the next one, one of the best three-point shooters in terms of percentage in the league right now is Kevin Herter, who's found a, a home, you could say, in Sacramento since leaving Atlanta. He's shooting 49.5% from three this season, which is one of the best in the NBA. He's hitting 3.7 a game on 7.4 looks. So with all those statistics, I really do like Herter to hit that three, um, three-pointers mark for this game. He hit four the game before against the Pistons on November 20th, which is Sunday. Game before that, he only took he only played, sorry, he played 34 minutes but he only had 7 points all night. Seems to be a bit of an outlier. Since then, he hit 5 4 4 2 3 3, so he's he's easily hitting over that mark, which is why he's hitting 3.7 a night, but just recently he's been shooting the ball just as well as he has been um throughout the season. So I really do like Herter, I'm saying really, I really like a lot of these props <laughs> um, in this game. So Herter, two and a half threes, very good prop, um, very good value there because I would have expected it to be more like three and a half threes, honestly, with how well he's been shooting the ball. It's really just about volume for him, and if he'll get that volume that I expect him to get tonight. So last prop of the game, last prop for the podcast, kind of getting, getting back into things a shorter podcast since I didn't have to really recap the Nets game. Uh, John Conchar over six and a half rebounds. So he's averaging 6.8 a game this month, the month of uh, November. No less than seven in his last five games. And then obviously no Desmond Bain out uh, currently. Since Bain's been out in the last four games, we've seen Conchar play 34 minutes a night. One of the highest on the team. Uh, Boardman gets paid, as Kawhi Leonard would say. So, I like John Conchar to get over these six and a half rebounds. He's going to play a lot of minutes. Going to have to get, uh, I mean, he's just a great rebounder in general. And it wouldn't surprise me if you want to throw some money on John Conchar double double. I can give you that live play for you because that is one that just hit me out of nowhere and I do like. So, let me see what that would be. Um, So, you can get John Conchar. I know this is bad podcasting. I apologize double double is not currently listed but if you are oh, sorry john conchar yes for a double double is currently at plus 550 so if you think john conchar is going to crash the boards hit some threes i like that as a long shot value play there to end the podcast for you guys so regardless if you want john conchar just normal rebounds i like that at six and a half but why not throw a unit um or half a unit i should say on john Conchar double double tonight without bane john the lineup maybe you know john has one of those one of those games so thank you guys as always for the support for the listens on the podcast maybe a bit choppy kind of got to get back into my rhythm so thank you guys for listening make sure to follow the twitter at grizzbear bets again when i'm out when i was gone i tweeted the plays there so i was still able to get my play of the games out my personal twitter at chase bob at nine also this the grizzly bear blues twitter at sbn grizzlies And then make sure to check out all of our written content at www.grizzlybearblues.com. Again, also make sure while you're there to follow Matt Gill, who was great. Again, thank you very much, Matt, for the time that I was gone. At at Matt H. Gill, make sure to follow him as well. So thank you guys again. Looking forward to watching some Grizzly basketball tonight after some time off. And I will see you guys for the next game, which is Black Friday with a rematch with the New Orleans Pelicans. So I'll see you guys Friday morning and enjoy your Thanksgiving.